0: Yo, Fro Wrestling Podcast listeners, help us out and click subscribe to show your support. And if you are tuning in using YouTube, make sure you enable notifications so they let you know every time we have a new episode of the Fro Wrestling Podcast while you're at it. If you are sick and tired of dropping $60 to $100 every single year for the latest and greatest wrestling video game, stop immediately, go to Wrestler Unstoppable, available exclusively through Facebook. Create your wrestler, sign contracts, get involved in storylines, and headline paper pay-per-views, even build your own corporation, all included in wrestler unstoppable available now to all Facebook users. Totally free. Don't forget. If you're looking for your all in merchandise for the all in show coming from Cody Rhodes and the young bucks, you can get a link directly to the all in merchandise webpage right here at fro wrestling.com where we can help you get the greatest, the greatest gear for the greatest show of the year. Check that out. And if you are in the, uh, Southeastern Pennsylvania area. We got to let you guys know next Saturday night is a big night. Triple W.A. show at Zern's Farmers Market on June 9th. As well as some competition for Triple W.A. at the Forest Lodge in Sellersville. There is an excellence pro wrestling show at that location. And then again on June 23rd, Triple W.A. returns to the Quakertown Farmers Market again. For another one of their outstanding shows. If you're in the area. Make sure you get out to those. Uh, and give us give us a rundown of the results of the shows. I have not been able to get to some of their shows. A lot of crazy things in the life. But we always want to hear what happens at those shows. We would love to give you guys some credit. If somebody out there wants to give us a field report. We'll get that into one of our episodes. And if you want to become a member of the Fro Wrestling Podcast family, you want your name in the shout-outs like our buddy Harold in St. Louis. Harold, always a pleasure. Harold and I are talking about and working on the next tournament offering for the Fro Wrestling Podcast listeners. Make sure you go to our Patreon page and join the family, patreon.com slash podcast. Sign up today, and don't forget the loyalty rewards. Any $25 contributor gets to co-host an episode of Going Live with me on our $10 a month. We're going to put you guys into a drawing. We're going to draw one name. Any $10 a month contributor who gets into that drawing, gets their name drawn, gets to also co-host an episode of Going Live with me. So check that out as well. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this live episode of the Fro Wrestling Podcast. Now that we got all the legal stuff out of the way, by the way, I'll do that right now. Wrestling Inc., the... uh, e wrestling news, wrestlezone dot com, dot com Those are the places you can go and check out tons of news stories. And many of the stories you hear me talk about tonight are based on or routed in the stories you find on those websites. So there's my legal disclaimer, okay? I do the same thing every diehard wrestling fan does. I go to every website there is known to man. And I try to culminate all that information into one show for my listeners. So you guys get all the latest and greatest news in the world of professional wrestling. So, in this episode... Don't forget, if you have not cast a vote yet in our Dream Match tournament, it's going on right now. We're in round, uh, the Sweet 16 round. We're going to close the voting for the Sweet 16 round on Sunday night at midnight. I guess technically that's Monday morning at midnight, but whatever. We're going to close the voting at the end of the night tomorrow night. And there are some great matches in there. I'm sure the next round is going to be just as amazing. Get in there. Cast your votes at frowrestling.com. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to talk about on one of our episodes, don't wait for the next episode. We got two ways you can communicate with us. One, if you happen to be on when we're going live, like right now, pop into the chat feature in Spreaker in uh, iTunes wherever you're getting the podcast and it will send your questions, your comments, your concerns directly to me and I can address them right here while we're on the air. If you want to give us something you want us to talk about in a future episode, we have the Fro wrestling sound off line 267-642-1160 where you can, it's a talk to text service, you call in, you speak your message, it converts it to text and sends it to me and make sure you tell me who you are so I can give you credit for your questions, your comments or anything you want to address in the show when we do the episode and don't forget if you're new to the fro wrestling podcast go to frowrestling.com. that's where you can preview all the topics coming to the podcast and it's a great place for you to determine what kind of questions you want to ask us in our uh throughout the week for our next episode so let's get into the actual news of the day first off i gotta talk about this because as soon as i read it i thought what a fantastic idea ec3 who is now in NXT and hopefully gets a real great opportunity this time. He was in WWE developmental years ago, was released in 2014. He wrestled as uh, Derek Bateman, now back as EC3, keeping his Impact Wrestling persona. And now there's some uh, back and forth barbs thrown between EC3 and John Cena about meeting at WrestleMania. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever really thought about that match taking place, but now that I've read about it, now that I've heard that the two of them have mutual interest, it's something I actually would really like to see. But I need to be clear here, though. I've seen people react to it online, and I think people have... They look at it through a certain lens. And when I'm looking at this match, what I'm saying is if I'm WWE and I book this match, I do not want to see the John Cena that we've seen for the last year and a half. I don't want to see the guy who gets beat by everybody except for, you know... Uh, Baron Corbin, when you're trying to take away his uh, money in the bank briefcase, I want to see the John Cena from a few years ago, who is still a world champion contender, and I want to see an EC3 who's invigorated with that passion to be the next big star. I don't want to see Cena versus EC3 that Cena is this shell of his former self. Look, I get it. They've been playing up this thing about how he's getting older and he can't do it the, the way he used to do it, and all his all this stuff. I, I don't buy that nonsense for a minute. You got Ric Flair was wrestling into his sixties. You got people. Who, right now, are wrestling all over the world in their late 40s? John Cena is a young guy, comparatively speaking. He has plenty of time left that he could perform at a very high level if he so chooses and if they book it correctly. That match, John Cena versus EC3, deserves to be a great, great match. Not some stupid squash match like he had against The Undertaker, so that all of us who waited our whole lives to see John Cena and The Undertaker at WrestleMania got this three minute squash match just so they could say they did it. That was ridiculous. I don't want to see that. I want to see a quality match with John Cena and EC3 if that match takes place. What I found most interesting about that conversation was that John Cena's response was very much a positive vibe that he would be interested in the match. But not only that, he also threw out some compliments to somebody else. He called somebody in particular the one. And he's talking about Velveteen Dream. The guy who used to be Patrick on Tough Enough, the guy who really in a lot of ways rubbed everybody the wrong way but showed so much talent and promise, who has now cultivated the character Velveteen Dream in NXT, John Cena believes he could be that guy, the man, the one, and I'll be honest with you. His presentation is unique, it's different, and if you are tuning into the different articles at Infro's Corner, my uh, editorial article page on frowrestling.com, you'll see there's an article there I posted a couple days ago about the emerging stars in WWE, and Velveteen Dream is one of them. John Cena and I agree on this. Velveteen Dream has such a unique presence, such a unique presentation, that he is absolutely a huge part of WWE moving forward, and he's so young. And John Cena also made it clear that he'd be very interested in a match with him. Which, by the way, Velveteen Dream responded and is also interested in facing John Cena. So... Couple different matches with these NXT talents that John Cena sees in his future. Hopefully, we get to see some of those. I'm going to give an update in brief because I'm not a legal analyst. I'm just, I'm absolutely nothing like that. Um, CM Punk and Colt Cabana started their trial this past week with Dr. Amon, and there's been so much conversation going back and forth in the courtroom. Uh, the, the judges had to pull the lawyers into chambers a couple times because of things getting out of control. What it boils down to is. Dr. Aman has actually admitted on the stand to having given Z-Packs and, and, and those types of things, those types of pills to CM Punk without reporting those things, which is a huge issue. Um, CM Punk has been very outward and very outspoken about his perspective on different things, that he wouldn't change anything about what he said on the podcast except maybe for the profanity that he used. Um, he did admit that he was in a bad place when they did the podcast, but that he wanted the podcast to simply be him telling his side of the story because at the time, many media outlets were reporting the Dr. Amon side of the things and CM Punk felt that it was necessary for people to realize there was a different side to the story, one that was very important to tell, so fans would know that he wasn't just walking away from wrestling for the lack of passion or anything like that but because there really were things that he felt were were wrong in the business Um, I find what's going on in the trial very fascinating, there was text messages that were brought up by Punk's uh, defense team that are rather rather curious considering Dr. Amon talked about having no prior knowledge of certain injuries with CM Punk, having said that he never violated HIPAA laws by talking to anybody else about Punk, but finding a text to Chris Jericho where he did just that. So um, I'm not sure where this trial is going. It could go a lot of different ways. Uh, Dr. Amon seeking a million dollars in uh, restitution, as well as punitive damages and CM Punk countersuing. So we'll have to see where that goes. Should be interesting. They expect that the trial will wrap up sometime This week, probably Tuesday, maybe into Wednesday, I'll be very curious to see how this shakes out in the end. Now This does not bode well for Dr. Aman if he doesn't start getting his story straight. Punk seems to be pretty composed. Uh, there's been some reports that there's some uh, interesting body language between Punk and, and Colt Cabana. I don't know if there's any friction there. I hope not. They've been the best buds for forever and a day. It sounds like the testimony that they're still good and tight, but the people were referencing that they didn't seem to be as chummy as you would kind of expect them to be. I did see that there was a whole bunch of kids that came to the courtroom uh, on Friday, which I find fascinating. I don't know what their purpose to being there was, but uh, both CM Punk and Cole Cabana were kind of chuckling about the kids being there. But we'll have to wait and see. But we should know hopefully soon what the outcome of the CM Punk Cole Cabana situation is just in time for Punk to get ready for his fight at UFC. So moving on to something that I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I tried to capitalize. I am so slow on some of these things. The Rock announced this week through Under Armour that he released his first ever Rock sneakers. He has his first set of like basketball shoes. And I went online and they were already gone. They sold out. It's like a theme right now. All in sold out in like less than 30 minutes. Well, the Rock sneakers also sold out in under 30 minutes. They are completely sold out at Under Armour.com. If you go on to the Rock's Twitter feed, you can actually get the link to the shoe and it just like. Make it one of your favorites if you want to get a pair. So whenever they get back in stock, you can order some. I ain't going to lie. I tried to order some myself, not because I'd actually wear them, but because I'd keep them as a first issue and sell those bad boys in a couple years. That's just the way I think. But very cool that he was able to do that. Uh, you don't even see some of the pros sell out that fast. But this 30-minute sellout for The Rock is his first uh, official sneaker. One of the tidbits everybody's been talking about all week, speaking of John Cena, of course, is John Cena and Nikki Bella. They are apparently back together. Many media outlets reporting they're back together. Now, Nikki Bella released a statement indicating that they are trying to work things out and they have seen each other a few times. Uh, she did not go so far as to say that they were back to living together or planning their future together, anything like that, but that they were definitely working on things. And a lot of people right away were too quick to jump on the, uh, this is all a work, this is all a work. John Cena's demeanor And pretty much all of his public appearances has been very uh, off character. He's been much more serious, much more emotional than he was in the past. And I wonder if we're jumping the gun here on the it's got to be a work thing. And there is a chance that there is some legitimacy to what they were doing. Now, at no point did they say they were breaking up. That's the part that I'm I'm confused with. I don't know why people are saying they're back together. They called off an engagement. That's what they did. They didn't officially break up. Um, that wasn't, they, they separated, they put out a thing that they were separating for a while, but that doesn't mean that they have no romantic interest in each other. And apparently they clearly do because they're back together. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. I'm going to, I, I got two tidbits on this guy this week and I'm thrilled about both of them because they both to me send a message that I would love to see come to fruition. So we'll start with this. Seth Rollins on Twitter responding to some comments about The Undertaker, and Seth Rollins lends his endorsement to he thinks that The Undertaker should retire. Now, the reason I find that fascinating is after the hip surgery The Undertaker had last year, there was a lot of conversation that that would be it. He wouldn't wrestle ever again if he got the surgery. Well, that clearly wasn't the case when he showed up at WrestleMania and at the Greatest Royal Rumble, which tells me if you watched him move in the ring, he looked fantastic. He looked 10 years younger um, post-surgery. So... If Seth Rollins throws this out there, does that open the door for a potential Seth Rollins Undertaker match in the future? Which I would absolutely love to see. I don't know if anybody would match up with The Undertaker in such a way like Seth Rollins and who could put on a match with The Undertaker the way he could. I would, you know, AJ Styles possibly. I know some people would really like to see Finn Balor wrestle The Undertaker. Those are all intriguing opportunities, but I really think that Seth Rollins would be absolutely the perfect opponent uh, for The Undertaker. I think he could really protect The Undertaker in the match. They could have a very competitive and and good storytelling type of match. And the only thing that I think you need to make that match really be uh, an all-time draw is for Seth Rollins to walk into the match wearing something a little different. As the Intercontinental Champion, he is a great representative of the brand. I expect that Money in the Bank, and I'm not trying to give away my predictions early, but I actually think he'll lose the Intercontinental Championship at Money in the Bank, and not because I think he needs to. uh, for, for Intercontinental Championship purposes. I think he needs to because the word on the street is, is SummerSlam will be Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. And you have to get that Intercontinental Championship off him before he gets to SummerSlam. We don't want to see something again at SummerSlam where he has the Universal title and U.S. title like with John Cena a couple years ago. We want to see him walk in there with no strap and walk out with the Universal Championship. And it sounds like that's the plan, for him to be the man to dethrone Brock Lesnar, which I think is a fantastic booking idea. I think all the internet wrestling community would love to see Seth Rollins be that guy. I know we've talked about other people. We've said we could have a Bobby Lashley thing, but they've botched Lashley to death since he came back. We would all be fine if they gave it to Braun Strowman, but they, for some reason, don't want to do that. We don't want him to put it on Roman Reigns. So who's left who could legitimately put a challenge to Brock Lesnar? And I think Seth Rollins is the man to do it. And at the end of that match, If they pull a swerve on us again and keep the belt on Brock, you know he's not going back to UFC. As a matter of fact, somebody stated, if you don't see him re-enter the testing protocol by July 1st, he's not going back to UFC because he'll miss the payday that he's looking for if he doesn't get into the protocol by then because he has to be in the testing protocol for performance-enhancing drugs for a certain period of time, and that is when he would need to be in to be at the show that he would like to be at. However, if he does file for the USADA testing protocol, then you could be sure to know that Seth Rollins will walk out of SummerSlam with that championship and Brock Lesnar is going to ride off into the sunset. I've heard people say both sides, good riddance, goodbye, we don't need you, and other people know he's a draw, blah, blah, blah. I actually would like to keep him, but not as universal champion. He should be filling the role that they want to roll with Braun Strowman you know they want an attraction that's why they don't want to put the championship on Braun Strowman they want some kind of attraction people pay money to see and they want you know they don't want to put the world championship there because then if you build Braun in a certain way where he's unbeatable and you give him the belt then the belt just sits there like it is with Brock and there's nobody who can challenge him especially if Brock leaves so i'm i understand that thought mentality and process but I think at this point we need to get that belt off of Brock no matter what. And I would try to keep Brock as that guy who shows up for a meaningful feud maybe four or five times a year rather than being your champion. That way you can keep your belt on TV with Seth Rollins and you could still have the big draw that they think they get in Brock Lesnar. His contract is interesting. It's not anything set in stone for length of time. It's a per appearance thing. So my understanding is he could do that whenever he'd like. Uh, So we'll have to keep our eyes on that testing protocol. That's going to be the determining factor. Um, Big Cass injury update Many have figured out he is good to go Uh, He was back on Smackdown Live this week He has been inserted uh, This past week's main event uh, Into the match with Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe In a lot of ways he kind of Messed up the match because we really wanted to See Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe one on one Instead Samoa Joe Picks up the win moves on into Money in the Bank And Daniel Bryan will be facing Big Cass at the pay per view I hate this idea because Big Cass was supposed to be a big star, but he can't be if you put him against Daniel Bryan because the fans want Daniel Bryan. So what are you going to do? Squash Daniel Bryan again? You'll really start to tick people off? Or do you just roll with it? Let Daniel Bryan win and don't worry about Big Cass. There's a lot of people who have already soured on his abilities. Me included. I hate to say it. He's a tall guy, but he doesn't seem to be able to move and he seems very injury prone. So And he doesn't take direction well. Obviously, he had some backstage heat for not following and going off script. Uh, directly asking Vince McMahon to do something different in the match and not listening to Vince McMahon declining his uh, request. So maybe it's time to move on from pushing him as a main talent and just focus on the people who really are some of the best in the world. By the way, on the topic of best in the world, watch this week article coming out. We're going to talk about who really is the best in the world on the Fro Wrestling podcast at frowrestling.com at Infro's Corner. Uh, Other news for the week. Big update on Eli Drake. He has not signed a contract extension with Impact Wrestling yet. They are negotiating, but I think Eli Drake has figured something out. Since leaving WWE, he has really grown his reputation in the business. He's been an Impact World Champion. He's been the Impact Grand Champion, the Impact Tag Team Champion. It is time for him to cash in, and he made it very clear he knows that there are other places he can go where he can make a good chunk of change and one of those obviously is wwe i can't envision a scenario where they wouldn't be interested in having him so at this point it doesn't seem like there it my understanding is there is an offer on the table from impact wrestling and he did not sign it if he didn't sign it it, i'm i'm sure they're still working out the bugs and trying to figure out a way to come to a mutually beneficial agreement but at the same time wwe is not going to sit there and wait for them to negotiate a deal if his deal comes to an end which it should this week WWE could swoop in and sign him instantly and Impact Wrestling would lose yet another premium talent losing Bobby Lashley earlier in the year etc etc you can't keep losing talent and expect to compete Ring of Honor is like an exception to the rule. They've lost a ton of talent in, in the last several years and somehow find a way to keep it going. There was actually an interview on uh, uh, WrestleZone.com with uh, Jay Lethal who was talking about how they've lost all these talents, all these wrestlers, and find a way to keep going. But that's that's the exception, not the rule. Um, so hopefully uh, either Impact Wrestling you know, steps up their offer. Or they're going to lose another one to WWE. And I think WWE is just going to keep gobbling up talent, especially with those new TV deals coming in. You could see them wanting to put out a inc- killer, killer product, uh, especially SmackDown uh, with that deal. And they're talking about moving that to a three-hour program. You're going to need more talent to be able to do that. That or you're going to have too many talking segments and people are going to turn the channel. So I see them in a major uh, talent acquisition mode for the next year or two just to get ready for that. Um I am going to put this out there, and I I hate having to deliver bad news. Uh, For those people who are diehard fans of ECW, and I will say this, for the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance, the shows that I go to in Quakertown and in Zern's Farmers Market, uh, Dino Santa, the promoter of uh, Triple W.A., the first show I ever went to that he booked, I got to see Tommy Dreamer when he was still in green spandex with red suspenders, tag team partner... Uh, was a tag team partner of Rockin' Rebel, who was a uh, an interesting talent, kind of gave me a, a Bobby Eaton vibe, you know, when I saw him in the ring. And uh, I actually really liked... Rockin' Rebel and, and Tommy Dreamer that night, I didn't know who they were. They would, I went to, got to talk to both of them. I still have a program that's autographed by both of them. My sister took pictures with the two of them. And uh, unfortunately, sadly, yesterday morning, the news broke that in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania, that both Rockin' Rebel and his wife uh, were the victims of a murder-suicide. That's what's being reported. Uh, yesterday, they had not yet released the names of who the people were, but family members have revealed on Twitter and in social media that it is indeed Rockin' Rebel and his wife. Uh, he was in ECW for a period of time, uh, he was in the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance, which was the precursor to the ECW, uh, run by Todd Gordon. Uh, and he was just in when you talk about East Coast wrestling, whether it was CZW or uh, places like that. He was a stalwart of of East Coast wrestling, you know, Jersey Jersey All Pro and all that kind of stuff. So sad story there, sad ending to uh, to the Rock and Rebel. And and you know, our thoughts and prayers are with. He has twin sons who unfortunately were in the house who found them. So uh sadness in the world of professional wrestling and I know a lot of the talents at Triple WA that I, I talk to and work with uh when I'm at their shows were very close with Rock and Rebel. So my thoughts and prayers are out to all those triple WA members as well and uh hopefully they can uh, have some some peace and solitude this week in remembrance of their fallen comrade Uh, if you get out to the triple wa show next saturday night i'm fairly certain if you have never been one of their shows whenever we lose one of our uh, heroes from the ring they usually give a very special tribute to that wrestler and if you get to the zern's farmer's market june 9th absolutely check that out Uh, it's it's some emotional stuff so moving on the big change to the Ring of Honor Best in the World main event was announced this week. It was supposed to be Nick, or I'm sorry, Dalton Castle being challenged by Cody. And then if Cody were to win, he was going to defend the Ring of Honor title against uh, Nick Aldis at All-In. Well, now they've complicated matters because they've added Marty Skrull to the main event. The Best in the World show is one of their biggest shows of the year. It should be a phenomenal card, but having a three-way... For the main event, I, you can see where um, they don't really want to beat Dalton Castle, and they don't really want to beat Cody. They want to keep both of them strong. So I feel like that's why Marty Skrull has been inserted into the program. The question I have is, is with the All-In show coming, does Ring of Honor put the title on Cody and keep that NWA World Championship match for All-In the way it looks like it's going to go? Here's what the way I see it. I see Marty Skrull somehow taking the heavy shot from Dalton Castle or something, and then Cody quick grabbing a quick pin on his uh, Bullet Club stablemate, and then that would be the end of the match, and, you know, he goes into All-In as the Ring of Honor champion and challenges for the NWA title. I will tell you this. If he goes to All-In and faces uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship, I fully expect Cody to walk out as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, not because um, the NWA has lost faith in Nick Aldis, I actually think he'll regain the title in short order. What I think is, is they want to give Cody that championship out of the legacy that it would represent between he and his father. I think one of the one of the most interesting things of Cody's evolution since leaving WWE has been this evolution of this American Nightmare character. And I think if you put the NWA World Heavyweight Championship on Cody, then you just put this amazing symbolic, uh, you know, opportunity around his waist to honor his father. And I think that's something both the NWA and ring of honor would like to do for Cody. So I would be curious to see, I, I can't imagine Cody not walking out of best in the world, not being the ring of honor world champion. We'll have to keep our eyes on that and see how that goes. But you never know. Stranger things have happened in the world of professional wrestling and Marty Scurll's busy right now. Anyways, I wanted to give you guys an update because Marty Scurll is right now leading in the points for the Block B of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. We gave you an update last week. We're going to give you another one tonight. Uh, Block A, Taiji Ishimori and Will Ospreay are tied with eight points apiece. There is one day of competition per block left. So, whether if Ishimori and Ospreay both win, then they're going to have to have a tiebreaker. If not, if one of them wins, the other one loses, we go and we have our winner from Block A will be one of those two people. If they both lose... You have four wrestlers with six points behind them. Yo, Bushi, Flip Gordon, and Tiger Mask the fourth, all could slip into that top spot position if things fall a certain way. I'll be honest, I'm actually pulling for Flip Gordon. I really want Flip Gordon to come out of block A. In block B, Hiromu Takahashi, Kushida, and Marty Skrull, all with eight points leading block B. Something has to happen there. Now, um, Takahashi already defeated Skrull in their one-on-one match. Skrull does not have, he he also only has one match left, Um, and I expect him to win that match. So if Takahashi and Skrull win, I'll be curious to see how they book this. Takahashi, like I said, defeated him in their their, uh, round-robin match, so I don't know if that's like their tiebreaker. Or if they would go to another match. Now, Kushida having eight points as well, if he wins his match, that could really complicate things. Maybe they do a three-way as a tiebreaker or something of that nature. But the biggest thing about this, the best of the Super Juniors, I mean, the talent pool. Ishimori, Will Ospreay, Yo, Bushi, Flip Gordon, Tiger Mask, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, ACH, Hiromu Takahashi, Kushida, Marty Skrull, Chris Sabin, Dragon Lee, El Desperado, Razuki Taguchi, and Sho, I mean, you're talking about people from CMLL in, in Mexico with Dragon Lee. You've got Ring of Honor people, Marty Skrull, Flip Gordon, Chris Sabin. You've got a guy who's not really signed anywhere but travels the world, ACH. And then you've got all these New Japan stars. And you got you know these worldly travel guys like Will Ospreay who put on shows anywhere they go. And when you look at this tournament, it is such a unique concept. It's something that I don't think WWE will ever have the foresight to see how to book something like this. Because it's amazing. I mean, they've really been delivering in every aspect of the show. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. The last segment of tonight's thing, it's becoming a weekly thing here. we got to send out our birthday wishes this week. We're looking at, I mean, the the big one. We're looking at year number 41 for uh, AJ Styles. 41st birthday. Also happy happy birthday birthday. to James Storm, Lex Luger, Velvet Sky, uh, Drew Galloway is is his birthday this week. Ahmed Johnson, the late great Gorilla Monsoon, former Impact uh, knockout ODB, superstar Billy Graham, and the incomparable Mick Foley all having birthdays this week. So happy birthday to all of them. None more. Then my guy, AJ Styles. Happy birthday to all of them. That's all the time we have for this episode. Make sure you check back with us next time for all the latest news and rumors in the world of professional wrestling. Special thanks, as always, goes out to bensound.com and purpleplanet.com. They are where we get all of our music and sound effects for the show. Today's show is sponsored in part by Bezel Games. Bringing a new friend to family game night is easy with sketchy people. Showcase your artistic side in this new game from Bezel Games by going to frowrestling.com and clicking the icon in the middle of the screen to pick up your copy today. While you're at it, check out Legendary Elements and Banani Market, also available through frowrestling.com. And to AlleyRepair.com, contact AlleyRepair today for servicing of all your classic skee ball, pinball, and arcade game needs. If you're looking for your next career move, you're considering college, maybe university life, or you just need some formal training for your next career decision, go to our website at FroLifePlanning.com for all of your higher education needs. FroLife Educational Planning is for today, for tomorrow, and for life with FroLife. I'm Fred Froelich, better known as Mr. Fro. I want to thank you so much for taking a few moments with us tonight. Make sure if you're looking for more wrestling news and rumors, go to one of two places. TSJ Sports TSJ101sports.com or my page, frowrestling.com, for the latest articles in my editorial section for In Fro's Corner. Like I said, we got the best in the world article coming later this week. Make sure you check that out. If, if, if we get the opportunity, if you get a sh- to get the time, pop on to frowrestling.com and cast your vote in our tournament. The Dream Match Tournament Sweet 16 closes tomorrow night. Make sure you get that in there and get us your questions and comments at the sound offline. 267-642-1160. Harold and St. Louis will keep working on that tournament that we were talking about. And until next time, take care, everybody. Have a great night.